you are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team, 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 team. Hello, Dodger fans. Welcome to Locked On Dodgers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the World Series champion Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. I am Jeff Snyder of Baseball Central, along with Vince Lamperio of Chavez Ravine Fans. Vince, how you doing? Jeff, I'm doing well. It's Friday. We got a short week for me, but we got through another week, and we're into December now fully, so I'm looking forward to maybe something happening in the next couple weeks. Yeah, we do have the winter meetings starting on Monday. Uh, They're going to be virtual, so it's not as big a deal, but you know, maybe something happens. So uh, I never did ask you, Vince, how was your trip to Atlanta? How was the Raiders game? Was it super fun? Uh, The game got canceled, actually, and yeah. (laughs) Never happened, huh? But I did eat a lot of fried chicken, and... I did some sightseeing, so, you know, I'll take it. I saw some dish you posted a picture of on Twitter that had some sort of chicken strips and mac and cheese and stuff. What was that? Oh, yeah. We went to a hot chicken place, and they had uh, chicken. A lot of hot chicken places have it now. It's fries, mac and cheese, and then chicken on top with, like, pickles and their sauce. So, uh, yeah, pretty good. Yeah, I was pretty angry that I wasn't with you when I saw that picture. So uh, thanks a lot, Vince. (laughs) Sorry. All right. Well, uh, all right. That's our show. (laughs) Today we're going to talk about we have a listener question about Justin Turner. uh, And then we're going to talk about uh, a little bit of Dodgers-Lakers crossover inspired by LeBron James and Anthony Davis, both signing extension with the Lakers. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, that as it kind of relates to the Dodgers in a weird world. So that's the plan, but first we want to remind you, please subscribe to Locked On Dodgers wherever you get your podcasts. And when you get in your car and when you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. All right, uh first a little bit of news. Uh longtime Dodger Scout Lon Joyce passed away on thir- Thursday. And uh he's a guy who, you know, probably not many even hardcore Dodger fans necessarily know the name. Scouts are sometimes kind of a, it's kind of an anonymous job a lot of the time. Uh, but he was a scout who found Corey Seager, Jonathan Broxton, Edwin Jackson, uh, and, and quite a few others. He'd been a Dodger scout for almost uh, 30 years. Uh, and we I, I haven't seen anything that says how he died, but he was 72 years old. And uh, a lot of people... We're pretty shocked by it, so it seems like it wasn't super expected, at least to his casual acquaintances. Uh, but uh, you have any any Lon Joyce thoughts, Vince? No, I mean it's really one of those guys, like you said, that that kind of goes unnoticed. Um, I don't. I might have heard his name in passing before, but nothing that really stood out to me. He, but I mean, he has the accolades. He was a scout of the year in 2007. He's getting into the Baseball Scout Hall of Fame next year. So he definitely had the, the accolades, and there's a lot of nice words said about him on Twitter and, and in a couple articles about him or obituaries about him. So obviously, he was a great guy, and we uh, wish his family the best. Absolutely. Uh, that's it for the news. Uh, after a big news day with all the non tenders and tenders. 
uh, and chicken tenders and other kind of tenders. Uh, Thursday was a very quiet day news-wise, especially as it relates to the Dodgers. And so we, we have a listener question. Vince, I believe you have that one in your DMs, right? Yeah, it was sent to us on our Instagram account, actually, from Jerome Sims. And he asked if the Dodgers should go after Justin Turner as a second baseman to pair him up with Gavin Lux. Um, he noted that with all the shifting that going on, Turner ends up playing on that side of the field a lot anyway, so he doesn't think it would be too big a transition. Um, we've talked about Turner before, but we never really got, you know, this specific idea hasn't been brought up, so... Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, it is an interesting thought. Justin Turner used to be a second baseman before he came to the Dodgers and uh, then was kind of a utility guy, and he found his home at third base. Uh, for me, like, the the Turner side of the equation doesn't bother me much. I'm sure Turner could hold down a, a passable second base, you know, even more than the fact that he plays on that side of the field anyway at third base uh, when they're shifting is the fact that because of the shift – not as much as expected of the second baseman defensively. And we've talked about that with regards to a few different guys in the past, uh, including Gavin Lux. Uh, For me, the big thing it boils down to is, you know, if you make Justin Turner the right-handed part of a platoon, he's only going to get 200 plate appearances a year or so. Uh, And Gavin Lux, I really think Gavin Lux needs to be a full-time starter for at least half a season before they make any any sort of get any sort of ideas of platooning him i think uh he either needs to be the dodgers starting second baseman or he needs to be involved in a trade for somebody really good because uh you know he doesn't have much left to prove in the minors assuming there are minor leagues this year and he's not going to get that development as a bench player or as a platoon player i want to see gavin lux playing you know at least five out of seven games, maybe six out of seven games in 2021 as the Dodgers starting second baseman to give him a chance to become the star that I think he can become. And so for that reason, if not anything else, it doesn't make sense to me to, to bring in JT as a platoon partner. Now, maybe if you brought JT back as a, Hey, you're going to occasionally fill in at third and at second and at first and at DH, then, you know, assuming that nationally has a DH, that's something I could get on board with playing J- JT at second base once in a while, but not as his, as his primary position. At second base, you're kind of taking Lux over Rios as more of an everyday player, which I'm not as high as L- on Lux as you are in general, but I'm higher on Lux as an everyday player than I am on Edwin Rios as an everyday player. I think Edwin Rios has the power and, and has a nice, beautiful swing. Uh, but would get exposed the longer he plays and the longer he's in the league. So that that's kind of where I find the flaw. Now, if you're moving Turner to second base because you traded for Arnato or someone like that, then obviously that's a big difference and would affect my decision on this. But I don't think and – and we've been kind of spoiled at second base with Kike playing there and even Taylor playing there not so much Lux in, in his short time there, but I'm sure he'll get there where, you know, the guys have range there. Even if with the shift, they don't have to move too much. You know, some of the plays Kike's made in the past are, are pretty ridiculous. And to kind of go from that back down to Justin Turner, who 
sometimes he's getting to the point where it almost pains you to watch him run. Trying to track down a ball in deep right field, you know, it's not something I, I would want to see on an everyday basis or even a platoon basis. So if you're going to bring back Turner, I think it's at third base or, like I said, a combination of first, third, and maybe a little bit of second. But other than that, you know, I don't really see a strong reason to do that. And, and like I said, limit Lux and kind of put chips in on Rios if that's kind of what you're going for. Yeah, you kind of weaken yourself at multiple spots by by taking that approach, I think. so. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I think that wraps up for that question. We're going to come back in a minute, and we're going to talk about a fun hypothetical uh, related to the Dodgers and Lakers uh, swapping players. But first, let's talk about Built Bar. I don't know if you've heard about Built Bar. If you ever listen to this podcast, you have, because we talk about it a lot, partly because they pay us to, but also partly because it really is the best-tasting protein bar ever. And it just keeps getting better. They they redid their whole formula after they were already the best. And now they are even more the best. They have 18 different flavors. They're delicious. And they are super healthy. They have a ton of protein. They have very few calories, very few uh, carbs, low sugar, all that stuff. Anything you want in something healthy, Built Bar has it. So whether you're on keto or trying to put on muscle or trying to lose weight, Whatever it is, Built Bar is the bar for you. And did I mention it tastes really good? It's like having a candy bar that you don't have to feel guilty about. So for right now, if you could go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you will get 20% off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. And keep it locked on, Dodgers. All right, it's time for our obscure former Dodger. And uh, we were talking about Lon Joyce earlier, and one of the guys that he signed was Jonathan Broxton. And I was looking at Jonathan Broxton's very first professional team after the Dodgers drafted him, and that was the uh, 2002 Great Falls Dodgers in Great Falls, Montana, uh, a city that I lived near for about six months once upon a time. And uh, there were six teammates of Jonathan Broxton who also – made the major leagues, uh, including James Loney, um, Eric Stoltz. But the one I want to talk about is Delwyn Young. Delwyn Young was drafted three times. He was drafted in 2000 and 2001 by the Braves, first out of high school in Lancaster, California, and then out of Riverside Community College. Uh, and then he was drafted by the Dodgers in 2002, out of Santa Barbara City College. Uh, and in the fourth round, he made his major league debut in 2006 uh, and was didn't really get any reasonable amount of playing time until 2008. He got 143 plate appearances with the Dodgers, and then they traded him to the Pirates. Uh, and in my mind, I always think he was part of one of the... Because the Dodgers had a few notable trades with the Pirates. Uh, Man, the Manny Ramirez trade, the Pirates were involved... Uh, and I, th- I think there is at least one other one that, uh, but Delwyn Young was not involved in one of those notable trades. He was traded for, by the Dodgers to the Pirates for players to be named later. And the Pirates sent back Eric Krebs and Harvey Garcia, uh, neither of whom ever made the big leagues, I don't think. And, uh, and then he spent two years with the Pirates, and then his career was done, which is weird because he's still only... 38 years old. He is 22 days younger than my wife, and uh, which is probably the most notable thing about him. And, you know, may, maybe maybe he's got to come back at him. Only 38, you know. I've seen crazier things happen. But he hasn't played any sort of professional baseball 
since 2015 and 16. Actually, 14, 15, and 16, he played in the independent uh, league with the Sugarland Skeeters. So he is four years removed from that. And uh, he is pretty darn obscure, and he's a former Dodger. And so I think those that combination qualifies him to be an obscure former Dodger. you have any Delwyn Young facts? Actually, there's one fact. He hit a, a home run off Steven Strasburg in his first professional start. Uh, but beyond that, I think you and Delwyn, uh, that might be something you have in common with Delwyn Young that I'm not sure your MLB comeback is going to come to fruition. Yeah, at least he made it once. You know, I never even made it. And I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm in, I'm 43 and a half. So you're, you're on even footing now. Yeah, I had my half birthday two days ago. So I'm 43 and a half in two days, which, uh, you know, it, it seems unlikely now that I'm going to make the big leagues. So that's a bummer. Uh, speaking of guys who are never going to play in the big leagues, let's talk about LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And what if they did play in the big leagues? So uh, as you probably heard, I know not everybody who listens to us is a Lakers fan, but I think there's... It's safe to say there is a whole lot of crossover between Dodger fans and Laker fans. Uh, personally, I don't care much about basketball. And to the extent that I care about basketball, I, I'd say I'm a Lakers fan and a Jazz fan just because that's the two teams where I live or have lived. Uh, but uh, I know a lot of you are Lakers fans and are pretty excited that LeBron is, I think he signed for two more years and Anthony Davis for four more years. Uh, they're both getting a lot of money. And uh, my first question for you, Vince, is, what do you think would happen if Anthony Davis shaved his beard and plucked between his eyebrows? Do you think anybody would recognize him if he showed up, or do you think it was a new guy that the Lakers just signed? Not sure, uh, because he's always had the eyebrows as long as I've known him. I mean, if he showed up to the Lakers, I'm sure they would still recognize him. But if he was walking out and about, and let's just say we shortened him down to like 6'4", maybe he'd get away with it. Yeah, because he's what, 6'10", 6'11"? Yeah. yeah, so he's going to... He's probably going to not not blend in. He's going to stand out in any crowd. But uh, I'd like to see him pluck that eyebrow and shave the beard and just maybe change his number and just show up and see if anybody uh, recognizes or they think he's some other tall guy. He pranked everyone by pretending he shaved his eyebrow in a Red Bull uh, promotion a couple years ago or a few years oh, ago. Oh, really? Now. Yeah. Huh. Well, good. I'm glad I wasn't the first one to think of that. So, uh, so here, here's the question, Vince, that I have for you that we can discuss which team would be better, the Dodgers with Anthony Davis and LeBron James in their starting lineup or the Lakers with Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger in their starting lineup? Yeah, this is an interesting question. And right off the bat, you would probably think, or actually, let me ask this first, with are Mookie and are they switching so it's Bellinger and Mookie instead of LeBron and AD in the starting lineup? Uh, no, the way I see it, so, yeah. Complimentary. You, you would, yeah, so, yeah, LeBron and Got AD it. would be, you know, you, you can put them at whatever position you want, replacing whoever you want, same on the basketball team. But, yeah, so Mookie and, and Bellinger would be teammates with LeBron and AD on the Lakers. Got it, yeah. So right off the bat with that, you would think, you know, I'd think right away you know, pick the Lakers as the better team. Mookie, although he's short, he's athletic. I'm not sure if he played basketball growing up or in high school or anything, but I'm sure he'd be able to figure it out. He seems to be good at a lot of things. Cody Bellinger, on the other side, has a little bit more height to him. He'd fit in pretty well uh, height-wise um, and skill-wise. Not quite sure how, how good he is at basketball there. But then you think about basketball side, and you tr you kind of have to hide AD just because how tall he is. It's hard to 
you know, get be super athletic in terms of being able to run on a baseball field when you're that tall. That's why we've seen a lot of the tall guys mainly be pitchers. But you can hide AD at first base, and then LeBron, even at his age now, would be able to roam the outfield pretty well. The thing is, it comes down to the hitting. I don't think they'd be able, even with years of training, I don't think they'd be able to hit anything well. But as we've seen with the Dodgers, everyone else around them is so good. You put LeBron in left field, you put AD at first base, you move Muncie to second base, and you kind of keep the core lineup in there. You're basically playing with, if you're playing with DH, you're playing with two outs in your lineup, which the Dodgers have done before and been able to be successful. So I'm still going to take the Lakers with Mookie and Bellinger as the more successful team, but the Dodgers and with LeBron and AD would still be able to be a winning team. Yeah, I don't think there's any question that Mookie and Bellinger would be better at basketball than LeBron and AD would be at baseball. Uh, and... And then when you also factor in, uh, I, I don't know, but but Mookie and Belly would make up 40% of the Lakers starting lineup, uh, but also in basketball, you don't ever have to pass to those guys, you know? And uh, I have seen a video of Mookie Betts dunking a basketball. He definitely, he had a running start, and, and uh, I don't know that he could actually dunk in game competition, but I bet Mookie could be a decent basketball player, and Belly uh, could probably develop sort of a mid-range jumper or something. Uh, but yeah, they, they're, you would definitely, they would be more decoys than anything. They'd be the kind of guys, I, I think they would both be open a lot, uh, especially Bellinger. I think Bellinger would be open a lot because there would be a lot of double teaming going on on the three actual base, basketball players on the team. Uh, in baseball, uh, you, in a way, it's easier because they're only two-ninths of the lineup but also they have to bat three or four times a game. And so it would be, uh, I do not think that LeBron or AD could ever become even even reasonably be below average baseball players. I think they'd both be really bad. Uh, and, you know, hiding AD at first base, we saw what happened when they tried to hide, to, tried to hide Jock Peterson at first base. That didn't work that well. You know, we think, well, anybody can play first base, but uh, I think Jock and maybe Hanley Ramirez both prove that that's not always true. And so I think the defensive hit that uh, wherever you you put them on the Dodgers, I think the defensive hit would be pretty massive. And uh, obviously the offensive hit would be, they would be at least as bad as pitchers hitting. Uh, I, I do think, you know, both of them would occasionally run into one. They'd hit more home runs than your average pitcher does. But I think they they would mostly strike out like 80 to 85% of the time. So I, I do think the fact that in basketball you can choose who takes the shots uh, helps. And really it would come down to whether Belly could play defense. I think Mookie could play defense. I think it would come down to whether Belly could play defense on an NBA court. And I, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think Belly could play defense? I think he could he'd have to put some weight on. He'd have to, you know, hit he'd have to go back to 2019 Bellinger where he said he hit the hit the weights pretty hard. He'd have to go back to that and in, in order to withstand that punishment. But I think he'd he'd be an effort guy and you know, we've seen guys with maybe lesser talent succeed in the NBA, so he'd be able to hold his own at the very least. Yeah, I bet Belly could throw down some cool dunks too. He'd be I bet he's got hops. 
Yeah, definitely that. Which one will be more fun to watch? Which team? The Lakers with Belly and Betts or the Dodgers with, with LeBron and AD? I think more fun to watch would be the basketball team just because basketball, they're they're bound to do at least a couple things a game to make you be like, all right, maybe they have a chance. Where on the baseball side, seeing LeBron and AD on the field would be like, oh, wow, that's crazy. But uh, it's kind of like you know watching pitchers hit. Like you said, it, it wouldn't be that aesthetically pleasing. Do you think LeBron has a good arm? I think so. If he worked on it, um, I don't can't say I've seen him throw out a first pitch. or remember him. Remember any first pitches where he kind of actually threw the ball? You know, the one of Kobe Bryant when he threw out the first pitch back in early two thousands, and he he lasered a strike in there, which made you think he he could have maybe you know would have been a better answer for this question or better contribution to a baseball team than LeBron and AD. Yeah, it's always funny when basketball players. You see them throwing, and you're like, wait, I thought that you were an athlete. But uh, I, I found a video I'm pulling up right now of LeBron, a very young LeBron, throwing out a first pitch at an Indians game. I would guess it was not long after he was drafted, maybe. Uh, he looks uh, – the video is from 2013, but I think – oh, yeah, no, this was 2003 that he threw out this first pitch. He's pointing at the crowd, CC Sabathia crouched behind the plate. Uh, it's not a great throw, but it doesn't, I mean, he doesn't throw like he doesn't know how to throw a baseball. I'm just going to shoot you over this video real quick so you can see it. All I did was search LeBron first pitch on YouTube and it was the first result. So it's not a bad throw, but it really doesn't give you much of a, much of an idea what, how good of an arm he has. Kind of lobbed it over. That's what AD did with the Dodgers first pitch. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I do think basketball would be more entertaining to watch. Uh, I think it would be sad to watch LeBron James trying to patrol the outfield at Dodger Stadium. Uh, just, I think he would get exposed. Obviously, LeBron is a an amazing athlete, but we've seen that it takes a lot more than athleticism to be a good outfielder. And I think it might be kind of sad to watch watch that lack of skill get exposed. Yeah, I think after a while, he, the defense would come way faster than the offense yeah, that's probably true. Um, all right, you have any other final thoughts about uh, about this contest? No, just you know, thinking about the 2020 year, as bad as it's been in reality, at least in sports world for most LA fans, it's been not too bad. You know, Lakers championship, Dodgers championship, locked up Mookie Betts, added on to LeBron, locked up AD for as, but as much as you can in the NBA, so. Yeah, it's been pretty good on that end of things. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time to be an L.A. sports fan for sure. Uh, you know, maybe the – who's the true L.A. football team? The Chargers these days or the Rams? Um, I mean, technically, <laughs> yeah, who knows. The Rams uh, are good, so the L.A. will jump on them for now. Yeah, I think 80% of L.A. football fans are still Raiders fans. So. That's true. Yep, and uh, especially now that they're closer. So, well, maybe the Raiders will win the Super Bowl for you this year and – and everybody can I would never happy. stop talking. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I hope that happens then because I like talking to you. So, uh, All right, I think that'll wrap it up. Then you have any final thoughts on anything else? No, I'm good. All right. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. Uh, like Vince said, we've gotten through another week, 445 episodes in, and we are still going strong with you guys. We appreciate you being here with us. If you haven't done so yet, please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. 
Uh, if you have Apple Podcasts, go and, go ahead and subscribe there. It helps other people find us. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Dodgers. Vince is on Twitter at Vince Semperio. I'm on Twitter at Snydog, and the DMs are open in all of those places. Our email address is LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com, and our phone number is 323-863-LOCK-5625. You can leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text there anytime you want. We are here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be here with us. When you get in your car or sit on your couch, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. We'll talk to you on Monday. Have a good one. D. I say D-O. D-O-D-G-E-R-S. The team that's all hard, all hard and all thumbs. They're my Los Angeles. Your Los Angeles. Our Los Angeles. Do you think we'll really win the pennant? Bye. Zoom!